good? What's up, you guys? It's your boy Blair. I'm Shade Spence. Wayne Ayers, you know. And this is the Where Is the Buzz podcast. We need sound effects. I know. (laughs) We'll get that. Post edit. Today we have a special guest, Miss Cat Tat. Hey guys. You may know her from Black Ink Crew Chicago, but she owns Enigma, Enigma Beverly Hills Tattoo Shop, killing the game. Thank you. Now you're hustling, girl. Okay, just like you. And practically making your mark because you're like the first black woman to have a tattoo shop and it's in Beverly Hills. Like, yes. come on, let's Definitely make some noise milestone. for cat Thank tax. you so much. Cheers to that. Cheers Hello. to that. Raise a red cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salute the black, eyes. Black people magic. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Cap, we have, I always wanted to know, how did you get your start? Like, did you just start at a tattoo shop somewhere? Like, what happened? Um, I didn't really have a traditional start like that. Um... I was like the artsy girl in high school. So I already knew that I like, okay, towards senior year, senior year of high school, that's when kids like, you know, start getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. So everybody knowing that I was the artsy girl, people like, you know, would come to me like, yo, draw my tattoo so I can go get it. So I started drawing people's tattoos. And then when I was 17, I got my first tattoo and I had drew it. And the artist that did it was like, yo, you're pretty dope. Like, you know, you should try doing this. And I was like, you know what? I should, I should yeah. start doing this. So I went back to school and I told everybody cause we were, you know, everybody's getting ready to go off to college. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm about to start tattooing too, like in school. So I went to summer school at University of Missouri. And, you know, when you go to college, everybody kind of gets to recreate themselves. Mm -hmm. I literally started introducing myself as a tattoo artist from Chicago. So like I'm at this new university, like nobody knows me like that in summer school. I'm like, yeah, tattoo in Chicago. I had never done a tattoo before. That's the way to do it. Because, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, she would just start. You don't know no one. I'm a rapper. I'm Megan Thee Stallion. You got to claim it. You literally got to claim it. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm like, yeah, you know, my stuff's going to be here any day now. You know, I'm getting this shit from Chicago. (laughs) I ordered up a kit. It was a $99 kit from Worldwide Tattoo Supply. It got there. It came with, like, this fake slab of skin. I did, like, a, a real generic Chicago, Chicago skyline on it, um, a butterfly on it, and I took it to the lobby where we all used to kick it. And I'm like, look, y'all, like, I told y'all, I, t- I do this. Like, <laughs> I do this. So, so then from there, like, everybody was excited. Like, yo, it's this tattoo girl in the dorms. Like, you know, everybody was trying to get tatted. Um, I didn't know what I was doing at first, but I did so much research. Like, mm-hmm. everything was sanitary. Like, I literally turned mm-hmm. my dorm room into... A tattoo shop. I don't recommend anybody do this. Did you, you have a roommate? You're getting a whole lot of trouble. Yes, I did. Oh, did they were mad. Uh, it's a long story. She, <laughs> it's I'm a like, long story. This girl story. came up in here with the tattoo shop. I'm no, trying to see. My, my roommate during summer school, like when I first, first started, she was cool. Like we hated each other at first, but mm-hmm. then we became like sisters, like like best friends. And then um, when the real semester started, you know, I had a real roommate um, for the whole year and she was not having it. She's like, you can go to jail. What are you doing? Like, so, but my boy had a single dorm on the third floor. So he would just leave and let me have his room. So like, yeah, shout out to Leland Bonner. Um, And then from there, I just became the tattoo girl on campus. I fell in love with it. I was more focused on tattooing than I was my school books, but it worked out because like I had a scholarship. So I was in school wasting time and money. But <laughs> I was, you know, building my tattoo clientele and really, like, didn't even know that I was building my career, yeah, yeah, my real yeah. career at the same time. So. How much would yeah. you make, like, like, off a week of just doing tattoos in college? I was making money. I was making money. Like, I wasn't charging that much. I remember charging, like, $40, $60 per piece. But, 
like my parents and my family supported me because when I would come home from breaks, like I had money. I was not the broke college student. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they were like, she's pay- doing something. So your family, yeah. your family yeah. did they, they knew you were tatting people, or how did they find out? They knew, like okay. they saw all on Facebook, like everybody. <laughs> They're here for it. Yeah. Facebook, you guys on Facebook, yeah. not Instagram. <laughs> I think, I think I'm comfortable now. Okay, no, but, uh, yeah. So for everyone who doesn't know, she's about to go live on her. Yes. So Follow her on Instagram, Cat Tag. Yes. Cat Tag Girl, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And your guys is We Are the Where's the Buzz podcast. Yep. podcast. Yes. I'm here chilling yes. with Blair, Sade, and Wayne. So, yeah. It's Wayne's World. Where's Wayne. the Buzz? It's, oh, it's I'm going to add y'all when I can reach my phone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, they were like, shoot, she's making money. Like, I remember... Um, by sophomore year, I had moved off campus, you know, into an apartment with my girlfriends. By wow. junior year, I had my own apartment off campus. So they weren't tripping. They were just like, shoot, she's in school. She's on her books, even yeah. though I wasn't. I was not on my books. <laughs> but they're like, and she's making money. So they were super supportive from jump. That's awesome. I got to ask, though, was there any design you got and you were like, you sure you want that? Oh, yeah. Back then, now, like, if people have... Like people will, people trust my work, so they'll like you know give me a little bit of their design, and I can create something dope. Back then, I didn't care what it was; I was thirsty to tattoo. So I'm like, cool, you want it? I got it. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I was to prove yourself. Was yeah. there anything weird, or you're like, all right? Yeah, everything. Not everything, but I've done like tons of weird like tattoos well, back then. <laughs> I want to. What's your it? top like, weirdest tattoo you've ever yeah. done? Um, they were like, why the hell am I doing this? Like this girl, she got like her boyfriend's name, like in her not like, the n- pubic region. <sighs> and I'm like, girl, that's not yeah. smart. But I didn't, you I didn't like, care back hurts. then. I'm like, cool, that let's hurts. do it. You know? <laughs> so oh. I'm like, oh, you know. um, like, just like told nobody like you shouldn't just get this or you just did it anyway. Um, if it's like, if it's like somebody who has no tattoos and they're like, yo, tap my face, you know, like, what? I'm like, I'm not about to ruin your life if you're not like committed <laughs> to my it. What in the Takashi 69 and we're going to get to him like, later, yeah. but that's just too much. No, people get face tattoos, you know, but if you're not already heavily tattooed, I'm not tattooing your face. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you already got to be. Oh, you did the Gucci Mane's ice cream cone. That's what you did. No, I'm so- <laughs> I wish, I wish, you know, I would have done that because it's Gucci and he's it already tatted, you know? True. So, but if it's like a freshman who's new here, like. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be the one to exactly. I wasn't ruining lives poorly in life. Right? <laughs> is there a tattoo that you will not do if someone's like swastika? Some something. Is there something that you will be like, I'm not doing this? Has Has there ever been a moment where you're like, I'm I'm sorry, I can't do that? Um, like America Great Again or something like that. Or like a yeah. No, thank, thankfully like I haven't that. had any of those requests. I think that you really do like attract the energy that you put out. Oh, so all my client requests are cool ass people. They trust my work. That's the yeah, main yeah, thing yeah. too. Yeah. Like people could be like, "Look, I think I want this, but what you think?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I think that would look cool if you do it like this," you know. Mm-hmm. But no, I haven't had to do like any you know racist or crazy stuff like that. I would easily turn it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Black Ink Crew Chicago. That's where you know. That's how you got you popping. Not just in college, but everyone knew you from there. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to do a Black Ink Crew Beverly Hills because I was like, this only makes sense. Like, she already is with one show. Like, why not have her own? She's moved. Now right. she has her own tattoo shop. What Did you ever think of that or want to do that? Um, Yeah, no, I, I would have loved to, to do it. I enjoyed being on television. You know, I wasn't on Black Ink Chicago anymore because my life had already moved to L.A. Oh, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to regress, you know, back to... Chicago when I'm pursuing something but um 
Yeah, they, the television wasn't interested in really following my story to L.A. They're like, she's such a huge part of Chicago. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, she has so many monumental moments on Chicago. We just got to get her back to Chicago. Mm. So that's where the focus was, and they didn't really, like, Beverly Hills doesn't really fit the formula for Black Ink. They didn't want that. Like, oh. they out their mouths. Like, they're like, no, we don't want to tell this glamorous, you know, like, success story. They wanted to tell, like, you know, Black Ink is supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be grit. It's supposed to be, But it you is, know, because like, you're the that, first black woman to own a tattoo shop in Beverly like, Hills. So, like, you're starting your own, glam, yeah, like, you're yeah. starting your own lane. Yeah, it's just like... I don't know. You can't really like. We TV. <laughs> they cover everything. Any other network like reach out to you and like try to do your own. Yeah, we're um, in like meetings. You know, oh, I'm trying to make some oh, shake. Secure you know? the back cat. But yeah, okay. it's just it's just a process. These things don't happen overnight. So I try to just um, kind of like not focus so much on like the entertainment part of it and the TV part of it, and just get back to focusing on the quality of the work, the tattoos, make sure the shop is running properly you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just like you know at least i have on something the, to take my focus well what has i guess the switch been like being you know first black female is there a lot of pressure do you, do you feel that sense in beverly hills because um, i mean black business already just in beverly hills is mm -hmm. kind of uh, a big deal a yeah if you will so yeah now there's times just being like in um in beverly hills like period just being like um heavily tattooed and, you know, being, you know, a woman of color, everything, just walking around, like, in, like, a lot of the bougie areas where I just feel like I don't necessarily fit in. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But, like, that motivates me to just kick the door down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always knew that I did not want a little hole-in-the-wall tattoo shop. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I started in my dorm room. I worked at Shops in the Hood. Like, and I'm all about the art. And I know what black tattoo artists can do and what the amazing artists that work in my shop could do. And I'm just like, it's luxury. It's luxury. And, you know, Beverly Hills is luxury. So I feel like that's where we're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. so it, to answer your question, like, yeah, there's been times where it's like, okay, you wonder, like, am I supposed to be here? But you just got to continue to remind yourself, like, no, I do belong here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why not? You know, Ooh, especially yeah. in the beginning, like when um, we were opening up, like, some of the artists will, like will tell you just some of the experiences that we had, like when the shop was opening up and when the tattoo sign was going up and the people walking past, like disgusted, like literally disgusted, oh, like you know. But the Caucasians. Now, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's um not even that. It's <laughs> Those in a, people. It's in a really um Jewish community. Oh, and tattooing. Um, <laughs> They're against like, that. Yeah, like it goes back to like their whole like religion is kind of like against. Oh. Um, Tattoos and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but now the neighborhood welcomes us. Like literally there's like a couple of men like like old like guys from the neighborhood who bring me like coffee every morning. They pop in like they're just because so probably taxes went now. up because you're bringing people in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's bringing money up in here, y'all. Yeah. So it's, it's working out. To get, like get to know you. and all. Yeah. Did you have a hard time at all when you were first trying to establish the business there? Like finding a place in Beverly Hills? Did you find oh, yeah. pushback that location? way um, at all? You know, it's funny. So one day I was just like weird stuff, like put down laws or codes or weird restrictions to keep. Yeah, that's how, you know, I knew it was meant to be because everything went rather smooth. Like I woke up one day and I was literally like, all right, I'm about to open up my shop. Like, you know, fuck this. It's time. <laughs> 
Um, so I linked up with a commercial realtor and I'm like, yeah, you know, I want to open a shop. And he had showed me some dope locations. He showed me one location in Culver City. And I remember it was cool, but it had this carpet on the floor, which I knew carpet could be pulled up. But the ceilings were really low. I hated the ceilings. I'm like, this isn't it. You know, he showed me another location. I'm like, no, nah, this isn't it. So I got my hair done on um, Pico. And yeah. I'm like, okay. this area is, like, really cool. And I asked my hairstylist, I'm like, yo, what area is this? And he's just like, oh, this is, uh, you know, like, Mid-Wilshire, Beverly Hills, okay, adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I drove down Pico, like, one day. And I just was looking for spaces and just writing down numbers of all the um, addresses. The, the vacant spots, mm-hmm. and I got to Robertson, and there was this one location, and it was vacant as fuck. It like had just <laughs> yeah, it was empty. It had, it was a fire Period. in it previously, so oh, it was shit. like ashes. It was literally ashes on on the inside. But something in my spirit was like pull over. I pulled over. I looked through the windows, and the ceilings were tall as fuck. It was just this huge open space, and I was like, yo, this is it. Like this is it. So I called the realtor and I'm like, yo, I think I found something. And then he. You should have fired him. No, found it. You didn't do a damn thing. I want my money back. (laughs) No, but um, he, you know, got the deal done and we built it out in like, I think three, four months and then had the grand opening and shit. You rose from the ashes, literally. Literally. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have videos of like what it looked like in the beginning and it was literally ashes. So it's a dream come true for real. Sometimes I feel like I take you like. For granted, you know what I mean? Just because I'm just kind of cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. I mean, but you're enjoying it, so I don't even think yeah. you're taking it for granted. I mean, you're yeah. here talking <laughs> about it, and it's such a great story, honestly. Thank hear. you. Um, I love the way that you defined it as luxury, because it is a form of art. And yeah, it, absolutely. It belongs right there with others, people's form of art, be it clothing, yep. shoes. And tattoos. Bags. Tattoos are luxury. It's not a haircut. It's not anything that you need. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not anything like, oh, I, like no, tattoos are wants and it's a fine art and it's if if you can afford the best then you know you invest in your body like you know so yeah. it's definitely a luxury i hate when people get it fucked up because it's totally a luxury yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And they do yeah i mean you have employee employers that don't hire people because of tattoos i mean if but you're showing this or so that. much anymore yeah, yeah, yeah not so much anymore it used to be like that um i started tattooing 10 years ago and even in the beginning i felt like i was coming in during a shift, mm-hmm. right? And then um, over the years, I've done career days and stuff. And now, like, I'm telling you, everybody's tatted. Like, I've yeah, done yeah, a career yeah. day yeah. with, like, lawyers. And he's just, like, showing all the kids at the end, like, his tattoos. He takes off his suit. Like, people are tatted. Like, literally. Pastors yeah. you know? tatted. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So, New York was like, oh. Yeah. Sweet. I was like, that's nice. Yep. <laughs> that's nice. But um, I think it's time we should move into some hot topics. We're yes. excited to have you on here. So let's yes. get into a little bit of current <laughs> events. Now, I think one really big one that's going down right now is Justin Trudeau, the beloved, you know, Canadian prime minister's blackface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Justin Trudeau, the it? prime minister of Canada, he came. It, there was a photo, at least, of him that of him in blackface. That is and happening way too often, like now. Yeah, you know he I mean? was. I, he's a huge like. Democrat, like him and Obama were like this, and now I'm just like, bro, you ruined it. So, okay, so the photos leaked. One was him him in blackface in high school Mm. where he, I guess, performed Deo, you know, the Jamaican, Mm. like, tune, and he basically covered himself in blackface, and I think he did another, like, party or Arabian Nights or something, wore a turban and was brown He thought he was Aladdin. Um, And he's come out and said, I apologize for that. At the time, 
I'm really into my costumes and commitment to that. And I mean, is that, do you guys think that's an okay apology? Do you think he should have spoke up sooner knowing that he had that past? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I feel like if you know that you have like that past and everything, like why get into politics? Like why get into (laughs) it? You know what I'm saying? Save our time. Because at the end of the day, like it's coming from somewhere. You know what I mean? And especially like in, you know, where we're at today and just, how sensitive and how fucked up so many things are. It's like, if I knew like some shit from my past could come up like that, or if anywhere, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Previously, like I would just not even want to be. Yeah. A, He's being criticized because some people say, if you knew you had that, you should have just said it from the beginning and owned it. Yeah. yeah. So when people apologize now, I often wonder if they're doing it just because so I can get yeah, because they, they know it's there. It was because he got caught. Because if he knew he did it, period. It's not like he forgot he did it. He could have said from day one, like, yeah. I made this mistake. He What he could have done, what could have saved his ass is if he was like, I was in a, a I, I had white privilege and I used it to do certain things that I didn't necessarily yeah. think was wrong, but it was wrong. And in this climate of racism, I would like to say that I've done this and it was a mistake and this is what we need to do to move forward. If he would have said something like that, and kind yeah. of went against whole really? Trump's rhetoric. No, I think that if he actually said something to show white people, like, like look at Chelsea Handler, the comedian. She has made she's, so many black jokes, which I don't get offended because she's a comedian. But now she's doing documentaries about white privilege. Yeah. So I think if, she, if he used what he did in the past to kind of raise awareness, I think he would have saved his ass. No, but, but this is blackface. Like you, at any age, you should know better. Than you, you should. Yeah. But I'm saying if, if, if he knew, well, I mean, he got caught. But I'm saying... Yeah. If he knew what he did, if he wanted to do politics, he should have just addressed it right away. I mean, look at Eminem and Nate Mouth. Make fun of yourself, yada, yada, That's how he, you know what I'm saying? If he <laughs> yeah. would have just made fun of himself, even though it was not just make fun of himself, it was a huge mistake. It's like, I think if he got in front of it first, not in a way to be like, oh, just, you know, so I don't get criticized. So you but don't. because it was the right thing. Like, right away, I would have been like, I did this, but... And where do they get I've the, learned from it and like got yeah. ahead of it in a way that doesn't seem like you're regressing just because. Exactly, but I don't believe his apology. It's just because he got to caught. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, speaking of racism, on to the next, <laughs> the next point. Damn. Um, Felicity, you know, Huffman, with the whole um, college scandal, have you heard her, like, verdict at this point after bribing her kid into USC? Or it, well, she's getting 14 days. Yeah. a slap on the wrist. Um, and people are calling it out because you have a black mother who, um, I forgot what year this was, but she's behind bars for five years for changing her kid's address. She also mm-hmm. has two counts of excelling narcotics. So I'm sure that plays a role into it, but it's like five years versus 14 days. Yeah, I'm just saying a lot of my cousins change their address to go to, to, go to a better school. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think it doesn't even compare. It um, doesn't, absolutely. And I think I think a race plays a big role. And not just race, money. Money, money. all that power. Yeah. Just Do you think celebrity yeah, yeah, yeah. plays yeah. a huge role? Yeah. But I'm going to say that she did deserve an Emmy nomination for When They See Us. <laughs> I'm just saying, because she played a really good racist bitch. I'm just saying, she killed that. She deserved an Emmy nomination. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't <laughs> even watch. Um, I, I started to watch it. I've seen the documentary, you know, the Central Girl, Park 5 I, documentary. It was so hard to watch the first ago. episode, but it fight was, it. Fight through it. Really? I couldn't watch yes. I started watching the first, and I already knew cause from seeing the previous movies. I'm like, I can't watch it. It's so just terrible. I'm telling you, when you get it's, it's that first episode. That yeah. really, because you know what's going to happen because you know the history of it. Like, right. But it's like just, it's you're really feeling it because it's like, damn, like they had to yeah. go through this to get to where they are now. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean... It's so it's so hard, I think, to watch because 
I know when I see it, it's almost like I don't even have any brothers, but I feel like I'm watching like brothers that I don't. Even oh have. yeah, like, definitely. Like, you relate to it so much, so I understand why you know members of the black community are like, I want to watch it. I need to wait because it's almost it's very mm-hmm. triggering for us too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't fault you, cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's rough and it's hard, and I went to an event called Produced by where I, um, Ava DuVernay actually discussed making each of the like four. The stories. Movies, basically. Mm-hmm. She said each episode was basically a movie, and it covers each part of the criminal system. So the first part is just how you know racism plays a role, and another part is how it like mentally um, can destroy the boys. So I think when you see each of them broken down, it's 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 triggering on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. So I relate to you on that. I want to know what you think about Takashi Six Nine's tattoos. Face tattoo, <laughs> and how hard is it to remove a tattoo? Because he gonna need some help, cat. You might want to do. You might want to get in that business too. They might be. I don't know. He's in some shit right now, so uh, I don't know. Tattoo removal like, is definitely behind bars. I don't know. Right, they might be cutting the tattoo. Do you do that too? Him. Um, I don't do tattoo removal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is that painful? Or are you, or are you like I've heard. I I've never got any tattoos removed, but I know it's a very very painful process. Like it's a laser. And the laser is directly attracted to the ink, the melanin in the ink. Ooh, so it's literally like, like burning or? It, yeah, basically it's like burning the tattoo out. So, yeah, it's definitely a painful process. But, yeah. What do you think about snitching in general? <laughs> right. I'm just going um, around the subjects, you know, without directly hitting it. Yeah, I just think it's all just a mess. I just think it's all just a mess. Just a mess. If you Once again, if you know you're in that much shit right like it's like that saying like real g's move in silence you know what i'm saying oh yeah you're definitely. supposed to be like in a mix of all this real criminal shit but yeah you're the hottest internet sensation like you're in the blogs every single day just talking shit everything and now like you're in this situation it's just fucked up all around i don't get involved yeah. um it looks yeah. kind of like a punk situation in, in the aftermath right yeah he just in there like it was i heard you, i was just you, on the you. phone with um Charmaine, and she was telling me that he's literally like going crazy. He's saying like everyone's names. Yeah, he's saying people. I didn't even like yeah, um, Jim yeah. Jones. I'm like, what does Jim Jones have to do with this? <laughs> I know. Do you think that he can make crazy. a comeback at all, or he's just done? With this younger person. generation, you, you never know. know. I mean, look at no. the people who they're making famous. You know what I'm saying? There's no substance behind a lot of the younger generation's music. Not to knock, but like it's all about just that wild, stupid, ignorant ass shit. So like the with the realm that he's in, like. I just, you, you never know, like, what they're going to, nowadays, it's all about clout. It's all about, you know, the biggest buzz, no matter what you do. So people might fuck with them for, like, snitching on everybody, and you just never know. Yeah, the stand culture is all fucked weird, up. though, because I could see them doing two ways. Either his stand culture is going to be so here for it, like, oh, my God, we love you so much. Like, that was, um, that was so boss that you did, you know, they try, they turn yeah. anything into, like, their favorable yeah. like, outlook. So I could right. see them almost loving him for that, too. So, yeah. Or there's going to be the complete cancel culture. It's going to be both. It's going to definitely be both. Even now, from what I'm seeing, like, online and just the responses and everything, it's like I see the younger, you know, demographic and generation, like, you know, who's, like, feeding into it and everything. And then you see, like, you know, the older guys' responses, like, you know, the game, you know, mm, or, like, yeah. a Jim Jones or Meek or whoever the fuck, like, who's just not fucking with him. Like, it's just two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's trash. I think society should blame ourselves for just, you know, making... 
these people, like, you know, giving these people who don't deserve platforms, platforms. They're having so much influence on yeah. our culture. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and it's ridiculous. So. To be honest, um, I... It's so it's so bad because I was never a Takashi Six Nine fan to be to begin with, uh-huh. but then like when Nicki Minaj started saying Treyway and they had that bomb ass song, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, okay, like, like right. But then now, but I always knew he was trash deep down. Yeah, you know, I just I feel mean, like if you're not black, like, saying the n word, yeah, mm. that's the thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, going to that, like you know, when you say like you fuck with the song uh-huh. again, that's just our generation. Like back in the day, like you know, you hear a song, you just fuck with the song. You you don't follow this person on Instagram because there is no Instagram. Exactly. You're not seeing like exactly. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, we talked about that last week. We talked about separating the artists from their work a little bit, and yes. we talked yeah. about like well, we touched a little bit about R. Kelly, and like Kanye, and stuff. Like how hard is it to separate? But I also depend. It, to me, it depends on what they did too. Right. Because there is a height and like Trump saying that he is, yeah. is team. I mean, uh, Kanye saying that he's team Trump is one thing, but mm-hmm. R. Kelly messing with some little girls is another. I was just Allegedly. watching that documentary, too. I'm late as hell. R. Kelly? I'm late you on everything. So late. Let me tell you. You are nine months late. No, please, please don't judge me. Is your life okay? What's wrong with it? It's this poor connection. Oh, I think okay. Reconnecting. It's okay. We'll get better. Yeah. Can they still see it? But um, I honestly just from just from. Being on television for the, you know, three years that I was and the way that I exited and everything that I like went through, I kind of like disconnected from all like the, I'm still on social media, you know, but I just try to like, you know, not really pay into just everything. Just, you know, like I don't want to let all of a bikini by the pool, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't be wanting like everything to just like corrupt my brain. So I'll hold off on like shit, like until it dies down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you don't really, you don't go for the hype right away. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'll let all the noise settle down and then check it out for myself. And baby, I'm like, I was shocked. I'm literally like halfway through it. It's fucked up. They're doing another one, like a second part, yeah. Surviving R. Kelly, and then they're doing, I forgot what it's called. Um, they're going to do like a, what happened? Like, is it like, isn't right. it life after? Like, like, life, yeah, like a life after. Like pretty much like what's going on now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. No, I remember when I watched that, I actually <laughs> had a nightmare. And he's broke. Really? Yes. And it, like, he wasn't in it. But the nightmare I had was so weird. I was in... You had a nightmare about R. Kelly? He wasn't in it. <laughs> no, but I can tell it was based off of watching the documentary because I was in, like... I was, like in, the, like, in the middle of the street at night between different buildings, and I just felt like like someone was, like, watching me. Oh, you thought you were a Leo me. in the um cover we sitting back <laughs> looking at her? That's what you thought right there. But I mean, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I knew it, like, stemmed from that. Not necessarily, like, oh, my God, R. Kelly's, like, waiting for me. But, you you know, I mean, because that's what I was watching. Wow. No, that's some yeah. real, that's some real. No, but, like, <laughs> some of these things, I think, like, I just take them in and process them. Deeply. I mean, when you're a reporter, you really like you think, so consider much. all sides of the stories. So it really started to play with my mind on a deeper level, and it was so disturbing to me, honestly. It's when very I to like, yeah. yeah, it's it's very <laughs> fucking disturbing. It's very disturbing, just on so many different levels. Um, ooh, I can go on about that. You watched the Michael Jackson documentary? I have not. That watched was so that fake. Yet. Don't. I'm not watching. I that have one. not watched that. <laughs> the guy was lying. Yeah, that. I have not watched that. Um. We have to talk about this because Lorenz Tate on The Breakfast Club said mm-hmm. that he doesn't share a bed with his significant other and that their marriage obviously is great. They have like four kids together. Would you be, are you open to not sleeping with your man? I don't know if you're single. Are you single right now? I'm single as fuck. 
I am so sorry. You're so bomb. Like, wow. <laughs> DM. How? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Leave her alone. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, how long have you been single? I've been single for like a year and a half now. Are you dating or just focusing on yourself? I'm in a weird space mm. where like I need to just focus on myself. You know, yes. I was in a relationship when I first moved here and that ended and I realized like I'm always in some situation and now mm. I'm not really. And I'm like, okay. you're learning how to be alone. Yeah. Yep. Like not alone, like lonely, but like yeah. by yourself. And I like being alone, but in, in Chicago too, like I was so fine, like being single because I have my family and friends now being in a new city oh, yeah. and not oh, really yeah. having anybody. Like, you know, I'm going through like a real get to know yourself for yeah. real bitch period, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so when you first moved here and were and you were in the relationship, was the guy back in Chicago or was he? No, nah, he was here. Okay. Yeah, he was what, here. Tell me, what do you think of the dating culture here? In general, uh, I would. LA is a, a different not type. One. There's not Okay, so for me, there's not one. My ex was from California, but not from like Los Angeles, but basically, like, might as well have been, right? Um, he acted like it, huh? I just don't know. There's not any men here like what I'm used to. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, well, maybe you're not supposed to be with somebody like the men that you're used to, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's always been my preference. I've always preferred one type of guy. I've always attracted that type of guy. And now I'm kind of like, damn, there's none of those type of guys here. Like, what the fuck? But that's why I think, like, no, God's trying to, like, make you grow up. You know, open up your, you know what I'm saying? Your your mind a little bit. It's kind of when you have to shed some of the... Not that it was juvenile, whatever you like. Yeah, but it was juvenile. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it is. You're like, oh, well, he has this or he has that. And then yeah. you, you think about it and you're like, well, does that raise a family? Or does that, like, exactly. nurture me or my soul? Yep. No, maybe his, like, dimples or whatever don't yeah. do that. <laughs> his cute laugh. And that's what I'm starting to realize because, like, now I will literally have those thoughts. But when I'm having those thoughts, like, oh, is he right for this? But at the same time, I don't want that right now. Like, I don't want... My last relationship kind of like scared me from that. He like I jumped super fast into this relationship and I was just holding him down and it was holding me back. Mm-hmm. And now like that I'm thriving and got my own shit going on. Like I kind of want to deal with some bullshit instead of some serious shit, you know, because with bullshit, like, you could just have fun. You're oh, not committing. You're Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, you know, as opposed to like now I got to consider Somebody, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women are scared to do that because they of society. Right. But you right, got to do right. Men do it all the time. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And that's because they don't get any shit or shape. Oh, right. exactly. Yeah. And I know that. Like, oh, yeah. Hey. I'm going to go off topic real quick. Did you, like, face any challenges from, like, after, like, leaving Chicago to L.A.? Or, like, when you first right to L.A., did you, like, have your own shop or? I went through a million challenges. Like, literally. Um... One, walking away from Chicago, walking away from the TV show, like a hit. Like, that was scary, you know. Um, Then moving to L.A., um, figuring it out, like, literally prioritizing. Um, My first priority when I moved to L.A. was not tattooing. And that was a problem because at the end of the day, like, I'm a tattoo artist and got to stay true to that. And that's what I didn't do. So I was just kind of, like, running in this hamster wheel, like, Going to events, going to red carpets, you know, thinking I had to get styled and, you know, get my makeup done and be at, like, every carpet and do th- I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was tattooing yeah. out of my house or, you know, guest spotting, you know, at different shops. And I just was really, like, confused. 
um, I kind of had to reset because I, I spent all my money moving here. You know, I moved mm-hmm. into a big ass loft in like North Hollywood, like just spent all my money just in the wrong places. Like, and I went broke and I wasn't working. So it wasn't making sense. You know, mm-hmm. I literally had to shift gears, refocus. Um, yeah. I commend you for that though, because Thank you. I'm being honest especially about to be it. able to like learn from that too. Cause so many people, they come here and you know, either they want to be actors or whatever yep. it is. And you can kind of get caught up in the rat race of, you know, having to be always out exactly. because you want to present that online to hopefully get, xyz money sponsorships promotions but then maybe you're not working get a big loft to show it off or whatever it could Mm -hmm. be a car but then you really have to like refocus to to really see where you're going yeah Um, i lived in new york for four years i was telling you earlier and it wasn't exactly the same thing i'd gotten out of school but Mm -hmm. i was so focused on okay i need to be an entertainment reporter i was taking almost every gig i could without really thinking of where is the real end goal? Right. So I was just overworking myself almost yeah. in the same way, just taking any and every gig. Didn't even matter. It's that hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. That's the, you got to get out that hamster wheel and, and like get on track. Productive. Exactly. So, yeah. I remember right um, it was winter of 2016, I want to say. I think I remember, but like I remember calling my dad, crying to my dad. And mind you, I've always been a hustler. Like I've always been the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And I had to ask my dad, like, you know, can you loan me money to like pay for rent? And then I ended up having to get a subleaser, you know, to lease my space for a little while, go back home for a little bit. I, um, before I went home, like I had no money for groceries, like literally back to square one, eating noodles. I remember finding quarters for fucking toilet paper, walking, like, literally. So, But I knew I was going to be straight. I was just at a low point. Like, damn, I'm broke right now. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be straight, but I might have to go back to Chicago where I have a clientele and get my money back up because I literally thought that because I was on a national show that I could just leave everything behind, move to, you know, um, L.A. and be booked up. Because I was so booked up in Chicago, I thought I would automatically have a bomb-ass clientele mm-hmm. in L.A. And I didn't. <laughs> Everybody was emailing me like, yeah, I'm trying to get an appointment. I'm like, okay, I'm in L.A. They're like, damn, well, hit me when you come to Chicago. I had no clients out here. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. But I wanted to be here so bad, you know. So I went home for a summer. I went back to live with my dad, subleased my place here for three months, worked in the hood, <laughs> the shop that I started, you know, this That's is so humbling. After being on a TV show for Do You Know How Humbling This Was? <laughs> and I this hope was, you don't I regret no, leaving the show because you learned so much from that yeah, experience. Yeah, no, I, I I, don't regret it at all. Like, I I had to do that. I, God was, like, you know, showing me something during that time. And mm-hmm. I read books. You know, I don't even read like that. But I read books. <laughs> hey. I read some books that I needed to read. I got my money up. I got a second chance. I came back to L.A. I was refocused. I was like, look, I'm going to open up a fucking shop. Was there like and a, then boom. <laughs> was it like a person that like motivated you or like told you, like, hey, you need to start doing this? Or was it just you yourself? It was – I have a team. Um, so they've always motivated me. Even when I was, like, on the wrong path, they tried to get me on the right path, you know? But um, as far as me deciding to open up a shop, that was my spirit. It was literally my mm. spirit. Like, And I'm telling you, the, it lined it it lined up so perfectly from like the location that I found to the amount that I needed to secure it was the amount that I had in my bank account. 
Like wow. I literally emptied out my bank account again, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. but at this point, like, you know, I was building up more clientele. The clients came, like I kept every post that I did on Instagram location. I tagged Los Angeles, you know, I kept shoving it down people's throats, you mm-hmm. know, blacking Chicago. I made them film me in LA, like however they wanted yeah. to chop and screw it, show the world that I'm here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then after that, you know, things started to turn around. So what was the draw to LA? I always find that really interesting. So when I was 16, um, my dad took me here. It was like my first time going on vacation for my spring break. And he laughs about it all the time. Like I told him then, like, the city's so beautiful. Like, I'm going to move here one day. It was like a dream. Like, mm-hmm. I thought you had to be like a billionaire <laughs> to move here, you know? Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> when I got on TV, like I said, I read books, you know? And I, one thing I did not want, I did not want this TV opportunity to pass me by. So when we got the opportunity, I started reading books about entertainment and about how you need a publicist and a lawyer and a manager and all that stuff. So I got a team and I got the the cream of the crop and they were all in LA, you know? So I was filming a Chicago TV show, but my whole team was in LA. So I would be out here a lot for meetings, you know, with agencies and, you know, like, brunch meetings at the four seasons and yeah. all this shit that you would see on entourage. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, this is weird. You, <laughs> but, um, sells it, yeah. yeah, that's how I was like, fuck it. Like I'm gonna move here see what I can make shake. <laughs> and yeah, I just want to yeah. say something about kind of go back to dating. Um, just real quick. <laughs> no, real quick. Because I wanted to he say it earlier. I just, I, it just hit me. No, I was going to say, because you are a boss bitch. And you you have your own company and you're just a strong woman that whoever you end up with, they will have to respect that. That's something that you will also have to figure out, Thank too, with the person, so because some you're going to deal with some insecure men who yeah. won't be able to handle you owning a business and having to leave him not be able to have these plans because you have to go take care of something at your shop. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed that, too. Like, OK, just being younger. And I know I'm like, I, I, I can feel myself growing up a little bit, yes. you know, yeah. but being younger like, I was so intrigued by how many dudes, like, were in my DMs when, mm. you know, the show first aired, you mm. know? And I would take time to respond. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just stupid shit. Now you're texting empty conversations. Now, like, you know, I'll get guys, you know, with the blue checks and emojis to my DMs. It's like, what the fuck, what, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Like, I don't yeah. have, I, at this point in my life, in my career, like, I do have a business to run. I don't have time for small talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, know how to you got the, the a few eggplant emojis. Exactly. Like, so I think that's why it's like, I'm, cause I'm not interested in the same shit that I used to be interested, not interested to. In that emoji. I'm just saying she re- received those emojis specifically eggplant emojis. No, like hard eyes. Oh, like what you want me to say to a hard eye? Like, Hey, what's up? They have no game. And then you'd be like, Can you give us some names? Chilling? No. Who is these blue checks? He's verified. Not the blue checks. <laughs> but yeah. I feel you on that. Don't worry about them. Do you? I mean, yeah. you're doing great already. I'm, Thank you. Just go on. Go on with your bad self. Now, Thanks. we do have another topic to get into. We talked last week about Disney reboots. What about classic black film reboots? Issa Rae is reportedly going to be behind a reboot of Set It Off. Now, Set It Off is like, the like titular film. I think, I, yeah. In my opinion, they just need culture. to set it like away, throw it away. <laughs> don't don't touch. I, I it depends who cast it though. Like who's going to be official cast? But would you trust? You trust Issa Rae with it? Yeah, I mean, she's she brilliant. What do you guys? I think I feel like it would be more comedy if she did it. I don't think it's good. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as good as a good. Just because, like you one. know, like her, um, yeah, her take is like, usually insecure. That yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like it, dope as hell. But if she wants to do a sequel where it's like one of their daughters or something, no, or something. no that then no, be the worst. Those be the worst. Like no. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Like, isn't I like, just don't want them to read that's like it. that's like honey too. Oh hell no! But like, you raise a charge of it. I don't think it. I watched Honey too. Me either. I, I saw clips. Who, who, I saw who, who clips. Was that was enough. There's a Honey too. Yeah. Who was in Honey who? too? There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. But um, you know what I could see a remake of, and I think that it would be so fucking dope. What? Especially today, <laughs> the Players Club. Yes. Yes. The Players Club. Yeah. And you okay. know what? Um. We were just talking about this, but have y'all seen Hustlers yet? No. You guys. I heard it was so good. That- it was so good. It was so fucking good. And it it could have been like, like, that is what like made me think like, okay, there could be a Players, a Club, Players too. Club too. There definitely could. Yeah, for Two sure. Two or just a remake? A remake. Okay. Who didn't seem to be like know. in the cast? Well, after seeing... Um, Hustlers, I think that uh, Kiki Palmer would be great. Yeah. She does such a good job in Hustlers. I think that she should have had like a bigger role in that movie. But she, I'm so excited to see I it. Because she, you got to think like um, Lisa Ray, you know, she started off as the innocent schoolgirl, mm-hmm. you know, and then like, you know, she came into her own. But like, you know, Kiki, I feel like it's got that innocent, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I feel like if she really wanted to turn it on, she could, she like, could. you know, yeah. yeah. She was a key I'm sorry, I don't know who this man is. That's my favorite meme right now. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, took me I don't know who this yeah, man yeah. is. Which you, I think sorry to this man. Yeah. That's my favorite thing right that now. Mom mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That was funny. Well. And our last topic, we have to talk about holograms. So they're going to do a Whitney Houston hologram, and it's going to start in Europe and make it its way to America next year. Are you for the the holograms? I'm not for concerts, period. And what? I'm damn sure not for, like, a hologram. Like, what? No, I'm what? not. I'm not yeah. She That's said, I wasn't seeing Whitney Houston when she was here. I'm not going to see a hologram. <laughs> yeah, it I'm not into concerts. they never Why? been my thing. Because I'm, like, I'm a vibey. Like, I want to vibe when I listen to music. Clean the crib. You know, drink some wine. Like, I don't want to fucking... I don't like dealing with people. I don't like parking garages. <laughs> I don't like, you no know... No mosh pits? Not the mosh pits. No. <laughs> I, no. Saw Beyonce, I saw Beyonce I like and Jay-Z at garages. Soldier Stadium. Yeah. Girl. That, no, that was that, too much. That, I, like, I would want to see Beyonce because okay. it's Beyonce. Like, she is mm-hmm. the entertainer. Not just, you know, the artist. She is the entertainer. She oh, puts the. on a fucking show. But even that, like, I wouldn't mind just catching it on the Netflix special like I did the Homecoming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was just fine for me. I like, felt like I was there. Different. See, this is why I didn't go to Coachella with y'all yeah, last year because... <laughs> Yeah, festivals are anything because festivals at least are free. You're not forced to go anywhere. I love festivals because of the more carefree. I'll be walking through the grocery store like, get me out of here. You know, (laughs) like I don't like you like being your homebody. I'm a homebody, and I I, if I'm out partying, like I have to step into that mindset, get fucked up. You know, that's a it's like a whole prep process to get that. Like I just I'm not about to be at no festival just chilling. That's the best kind, though. Probably not. No. VIP, though, is something probably. Probably not. (laughs) Probably (laughs) just as crazy, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, tell us projects you have going on. I know your art show is coming up. Yes. Um, So this will be the fourth, my personal fourth art show, but it'll be the second annual Enigma Art Show. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the weekend of November 22nd. I'm super, super excited. Um, Like I said, all the artists that work at Enigma should all be discovered their art is amazing like they're not on tv right now but they should be you know mm-hmm. like their, their yeah. talent is just 
some of the craziest shit I've ever seen, you know, and for us to all, you know, be in the shop together and have all of our artwork up on the wall, like it's a museum, like it's like a museum. So I'm super excited, you know, for us to showcase together the second time. Um, And yeah, uh, what else? And then we're going to take the art show to Art Basel, Miami in December. So we're going to do it here the week before Thanksgiving and then, you know, then go to Miami. Um, October is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we'll be doing um, $100 uh, breast cancer ribbon tattoos the entire month of October. Yes. Um, And, yeah, I'm just focusing on just, you know, growing the brand and just pushing this thing to the max. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're already doing so well. I'm just hearing that. I mean, you're going, you know, between different states at Art Basel. That's huge. (laughs) Thank you so much. And then I love that you're also putting a, you know, a charitable aspect. Yeah, she's giving back. Yeah. Some people don't really user platform or too afraid to use our platform so i think that's super commendable of you yeah absolutely that's, that's what it's for you know yeah yeah and where can we find you on social media girl where, where's um, your instagram i'm cat tat girl at cat tat girl k-a-t-t-a-t-g-i-r-l the tattoo shop is enigma beverly hills we're at 8760 west pico boulevard don't send her any dms of Send emojis. me gifts. No, I just gave no you all the address. Plant, no eggplants. No the shot. heart emojis. She don't want it. Before we yeah. send PR gifts, like, flowers, flowers. I take flowers. I like candles. I like shoes. Girl, no. the um the waffle pecan uh Bath and Body Works candle. That's everything. Woo! That's everything. I, it's I have fall. That, the pumpkin pecan waffle. Yep. Yeah, yep. You're the yes. Scorpio. No, I'm a Taurus. Oh, okay, I still fuck with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? Like, what's your like best tattoo you have ever done? Like, where it's like. Best tattoo. That one right there. You can do like a top That's five. my favorite. Which that you, one? The one you did on yourself. Oh, Your yeah. Thigh. So, like, this is probably, like, yeah, this one, like, did a lot for my career. Like, tattooing myself, I didn't even know. So, that's probably my favorite. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it's like, I created them all, you know? So, it's like asking, kind of like, you know, what's your favorite child? You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's so many pieces that I just really, really fuck with. You know, um, I can name some pieces that I did like back in college that I don't fuck with. But as far as like a favorite, favorite only positives, like, only positives. Yeah, I can't think of just one. You know. Uh, and has there any like, if you could like tattoo any like celebrity that you haven't done yet, who would it be? What about Nikki? Remember Nikki was on Black King and she was like, "What, yeah. what about Cash?" No, I love Nikki. She like, came to the shop actually. She uh, her came. Man, yeah, her man got um. Uh, at my shop. Shout out to Nelly. She bodied that. She tied yes. it. What do you get? Onika on his neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Nikki told me that she wants to get tatted after that, so it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, she gonna okay. hit you up. Did yeah. you do it? No, Nelly. Oh, Nelly did, did it. Did it. Okay. Yeah. Were you there? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, hopefully she says she wants to get tatted. So you know, what does she want to get? That. I don't know. Oh, okay. We haven't <laughs> talked about that yet. <laughs> I'm praying not Kenny, but I want them to get married. I want her to be happy. I just don't want her to get a name. I hate when people get names of people. Yeah, I think. I mean, Kenny can do it. Portraits. Yes. Like when Safari <laughs> got Nikki oh, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I forgot. What did he turn it into? He changed it. I don't know. Roses. Oh, yeah. what about Nick Cannon when he got the Mariah covered up? He turned it into like a big cross, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he said, Jesus, help me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching and listening to the second episode of Where's the Buzz podcast. I'm your boy, Blair. Make sure you follow me. Follow me. I am Blair T. I'm Sade Spence. You can follow me at Sade A. Spence. Uh, follow Where's the Buzz at Where's the Buzz TV. Hey, see you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) Yeah.